fundraising involves relationships. What about relationships with charitable foundations? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school. And we're exploring that question today with Jeff Small. He's a senior program officer at the Nina Mason Pulliam Charitable Trust, headquartered in both Indianapolis and Phoenix. And Jeff also is an alum of our master's program. And that's something you can learn about on our website if you're interested in a master's degree in philanthropic studies. But today we're talking about fundraising from foundations. And there's a unique power dynamic as fundraisers approach program officers. And Jeff's going to help us understand that here today. First of all, Jeff, what is the Nina Mason Pulliam Charitable Trust and what's your role at that foundation? Uh, so the Nina Mason Pulliam Charitable Trust is uh, the um, legacy of Nina Mason Pulliam, who was uh, a newspaper executive here in Indianapolis and in Phoenix. Uh, the Central Newspapers was their, their company and uh, she and her husband Gene owned uh, a few dozen newspapers over the course of their their relationship and uh, the chief chief among them were the morning and evening papers in in Indianapolis and in Phoenix that's where where much of their wealth was generated um, so when Nina died she did not have any heirs and mm. she died after Jean uh, and she made the decision to leave her her wealth behind to benefit the two communities that she called home Indianapolis and Phoenix so we uh, we have assets of about uh, 360 to 380 million, depending on the market, right, right. and uh, annually give around 15 million dollars a year, uh, split evenly between those two communities. Uh, our giving areas are essentially three large buckets. The, okay. the largest of which is helping people in need. Our dollars. Uh, in that area are focused on uh, mainly on assisting women, children, and families, okay. uh, improving their self-sufficiency and moving them forward on the spectrum of taking care of themselves and their families. Uh, Nina was also a lover of the environment and animals. Those are uh, also uh, charitable priorities mm -hmm. for us. We are a, a leading funder in both cities in, the, in animal welfare. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, among the largest consistent funders in both states of environmental conservation and uh, environmental causes as well. So those are our larger areas. We do um, ha give to uh, improve civic vitality, mm -hmm. enrich community life as well, but that's a much smaller portion of our portfolio. But we do, we do occasionally get involved in cultural campaigns and, uh, and just efforts to improve the, the vitality of our, our hometowns. So we know that according to Giving USA, about 15% of charitable giving comes from foundations. And so as fundraisers, we're looking for that right foundation that can help fund our organization's wonderful mission. Jeff, as the fundraisers develop a relationship with you and your colleague, you have over $300 million in the bank, and I probably don't. <laughs> that affects our relationship. There can sure. be this awkward power dynamic as mm -hmm. a fundraiser approaches a, a foundation. What advice do you have for fundraisers in that regard? So I think, uh, you know, my, I've thought most about this in the area of foundation fundraising, but I think it translates uh, to a lot of fundraising relationships. And, uh, you know, when in the traditional sense and understanding of the uh, approaching a foundation, you're th a lot of times grant writers or, or fundraisers of, of various types approach it with a mindset of need. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm coming because I'm, I'm in need and they have something. They right. have something that I need. 
and I think when we do that, when we think of it that way, or purely in that way, um, it, it creates an imbalance that, that leads to uh, not a healthy relationship mm -hmm. between, uh, between the two. And I, d I tend to think about all fundraising as relationship-based and, uh, and foundations are no different. Even though we have policies and procedures and, and uh, applications to fill mm -hmm. out and specific questions to ask, uh, it still relies on the trust built uh, between people. Uh, in, in, at least in my, my portion of the foundation world, there are those foundations where all that they'll ever see is your, is your written application. Mm. And that's, that's slightly different, but I think the principles still apply that uh, you have to realize that you have something that foundations need. And because uh, fundraisers do often have this feeling, I have a need, you can meet that mm -hmm. need with the funding, are fundraisers sometimes intimidated Absolutely, when they meet with yeah. foundation officers, uh, and why shouldn't they be? Yeah, I think um, you know they do feel an intimidation. They feel feel a pressure, and I don't want to uh, downplay the pressure that a fundraiser feels for their cause, mm -hmm. for the employees right. that they work with. It's immense, um, but what they shouldn't feel is. Uh, somehow lesser than than the foundation, or that there are things that they need to conceal, or that they should they should play uh, a certain role in coming to the foundation. This should be a conversation between peers. You have something that I desperately need, which is uh, expertise, mm -hmm. access to, uh, be it a, a, an area if it's an environmental grant or a population if it's a, a helping people in need grant. I don't have staff, I don't have a facility, I can't go out and feed people um, effectively, efficiently. Uh, I'm not connected to the service. I don't. I don't have the same level of of responsive day-to-day -day knowledge that you have as a frontline professional. That's what you're bringing to the table. You have all these things, and it really is an exchange. It's not a one-way. Um, you know, we talk about with individual donors. They're getting that warm glow. Right. They're getting that. Uh, well, I have statutorily things that I need. I need to distribute this money. Right. At and least five percent. At least five percent needs to go for charitable purposes, and uh, and I I by law I need you. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's you need to understand. Uh, I may be a conduit to a large stack of of money, uh, but you are a conduit as well to something that all program officers desperately need. Maybe not every program officer needs what you have, mm -hmm. um, but you, you do have, uh, have assets, you do have strengths that you're bringing to the table. Our founder, Dr. Henry Rosso, talked about fundraising with confidence and not fundraising with apology. And Jeff, I'm hearing you say that, that mm -hmm. fundraisers can approach foundations with a win-win type of a mm -hmm. mentality. That certainly, I do have a mission that does have a financial need, uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm providing you with information. Mm -hmm. I'm helping you see what we do. You're learning from us just as much as we're benefiting from you. We're helping you accomplish your philanthropic Absolutely. mission. And oh, by the way, there's also this legal requirement. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like for all of those reasons, as a fundraiser, I can approach you with confidence. I still might hear no, but I don't sure. have to feel this intimidation. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think, uh, as a fundraiser, when you start to work from that position of, of equality and confidence, uh, you're less apt to make some of the, the real cardinal sins in relationships. You're, you're more likely to uh, be authentic and exp 
explain all the nuances and aspects of, of the project that you have in mind and not gloss over maybe some of the things that you haven't figured out or that, uh, that you haven't um, completely solved yet. And ultimately, that's going to build a long-term relationship, whereas you know, if you come in and try to say just the right things and uh, only say what you think I want to hear, yeah. once the rubber meets the road and we, we're partners implementing a program, I'm going to see uh, the things that you didn't want to show me, and uh, that's going to put a strain on you. It's going to put a strain on the relationship if it ultimately doesn't go the way that it's uh, that you had hoped, or if, if I, as the program officer, feel like you pulled one over on me. Yeah. That's a short-term win. That's not a long-term relationship that'll continue to, to expand and grow your, uh, your mission. So um, I think if you have that confidence, if you come in understanding that this is, this is an exchange and, and everyone's going to leave better off, uh, you're more likely to be authentic, you're more likely to give me a good understanding of what you're doing, and that's going to give me the information I need to know whether I'd be a good partner for you. We know that fundraising should not be transactional. It needs to be transformational. And what that means is this is a win-win opportunity, not just for the fundraiser, but also for the individual donor as he or she expresses their personal motivations, which are numerous, for making the charitable gift. As Jeff has helped us understand, the exact same is true for foundations. They have a philanthropic mission that they want to accomplish. They want to learn from you and the good work that you're doing. We need to be transparent up front. We need to do our homework to make sure we're approaching the correct foundations. Jeff only funds primarily in Indianapolis and Phoenix in those three areas. Don't contact him if you're not in that category, right? And it's the same for the other 80,000 plus foundations across the country. But if we've done our homework well and we are transparent, we can look for that win-win relationship and not feel intimidated when we're approaching foundations for charitable support. You can learn more about this in our classes that we offer through the Fundraising School, which are available on our website. We also uh, have our webinars that are quarterly. We can have custom training that we bring directly to you. And you can also follow us on numerous social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Bill Stajakevich, and you are now fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.